Hey folks, and welcome to the Deconstructor Fun Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about merge games. And you know, merge dragons, merge magic, ever merge, merge mansions, merge gardens. During the past couple of years, the market has been crazy about merge games. And it's easy to understand why. The core mechanic is simple and engaging, leading to high rates of engagement. Now, merge games are also very simple to soft launch as it takes about eight weeks to get one of these games in the hands of the players. The low entry barrier is also the reason for the market getting flooded by merge games that have not been able to scale. My guest today is Antti Hattara, CEO of Starberry Games and a friend of mine. And as many startups, also his made a merge game. But what sets Starberry apart from the competition is their vast experience in launching and scaling casual games. So a year past their soft launch and their launch, actually a game, Starberry's Merge Mayor is finally scaling up, breaking revenue and download records every week. So in this episode, we're going to discuss how to scale up a merge game, because you all know that making one is not the real challenge. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this podcast. As always, appreciate all the feedback, so please keep sending on it. helps to improve. And without further ado, a shout out to our fantastic sponsors, Facebook, Iron Source, AppsFlyer, and Beamable. This episode is brought to you by Facebook Gaming. Facebook Gaming is building the world's gaming community by helping game makers, developers, and publishers to build, grow, and monetize their games. They do do this by providing research-based insights, in-depth case studies, as well as wide variety of educational materials. A recent example of this is Games Marketing Insights for 2021, a report that has just been released and is available to download for free right now. Of course, Facebook Gaming also helps developers and publishers of all sizes to deploy powerful UA and monetization strategies through a range of innovative solutions designed for games marketers in every corner of the industry. Go to fb.gg forward slash DOF for in-depth educational materials, including playbooks, webinars, blogs, and reports, as well as great video content. Do you have the tools to turn your insights into action? Let's be honest, not all marketing activities are created equal. AppsFlyer's analytics suite simplifies its complex data and gives you a unified view of campaign performance so you can make better, faster marketing choices at every stage of the customer journey. The goal is to create exceptional experiences that keep customers engaged. To succeed, you need to meet your customers where they are. AppsFlyer's customer experience and engagement suite powered by a reliable deep linking engine lets you create personalized journeys that increase conversion and return on every experience. In addition, AppsFlyer is going to keep your budget safe from mobile ad fraud. Bots and click farms aren't going to generate revenue for you. That's why you need a comprehensive fraud protection solution to make sure you're investing in the right channels and only measuring and paying for real actions. Are you ready to start making good choices? Great. Go to appslier.com and get yourself an attribution partner you deserve. I think what's what's become clearer, certainly in the last few years, as competition in the game industry has really stepped up, is that there's a fundamental difference between a great game and a great game business. You know, you could be super lucky. You, your game is an instant hit. It's resonating with users. But for when that's not the case, uh, or even when you just want to take your game growth to the next level, that's where we come in. 
So we've developed a really incredible platform that's designed to make you as powerful and as capable as possible in growing your game, whether that's growing your game revenue or growing your user base. That was Melissa Zella, VP of Marketing at IronSource. Antti Hattara, welcome back to the podcast. I think you've been a couple of times before, right? Might have been, might have been. Might have been, yeah. You're a busy man. So we could start about talking about our previous future, how I've known you for for about 12 years, how I worked under you and how you started in games. So we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about Merge Mayors. That's your latest game from your company, Starberry Games. And word on the street... And it's not a word on the street. I, I see the numbers. <laughs> so you guys are blowing up. Like, what's going on? Yeah, no, no. It's it's been a while, um, and and things are looking very, very positive. It's it's getting excited in Berlin. So, so of course, merge mania is going on. Um, that's hype in the, mm-hmm. the subgender within the industry. We've been we've been here fairly early on. We we've been big fans of playing merge mansion mm-hmm. uh, already. Yeah, 2020, when we raced the, the seed round and, and kind of uh, had eyes on the, on the genre for a longer time, uh, we made it happen. Then last summer, uh, pivoted to the genre. And now, of course, uh, we've, we rushed to the market, got out early for, for yeah. the global launch. And yeah, ever since April, it's been a, a, a nice, nice curve <laughs> to race after the big guys. Of course, like this, this year, there's been... Big news, 150 million credit line yeah, for yeah, expansion. Yeah. So we, we're against fairly tough competition, but but uh, we made our re- biggest so, so revenue day yesterday. We made our DAU uh, highest number yesterday. It's four and a half months of up uphill and growing numbers. Yeah. So so you when did you soft launch? Because I remember uh, we were doing the uh, the predictions on the Constructor Fund in January, and one of the first ones in merge predictions, like I talked about, yeah. uh, future plays game that is now under Plarium. Yeah, that's done. And the second one that I was talking about was, of course, Merge Mayor. Like, I'm I'm very bullish on this. So, of course, I'm very biased because I've made the other <laughs> prediction that you guys will be in top 10. If not this year, then most likely next year for Merge Games. Uh, and that's why I'm, like, following up because you were hitting records every day. The growth rate is is really fast. So, so walk me through. Like, when do you think you'll... Like, what's your prediction given the uh, the current growth rate? When can you pass uh, merge? Let's say merge magic. Yeah, no. From Zynga. That's yeah. Milestone by milestone. I think last month we grew thirty percent month mm-hmm. over month on revenue. Mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, that's been going well um, on IAPs. And yeah, that's really well. <laughs> improving the game. We. If we put more fuel into the tank, I think we can accelerate even faster. We've mm-hmm. now gotten data since the April, so we know how the, the game's really like overperforming uh, our expectations on on month three, four, and so on. And, and I think we're going to uh, really see nice long term numbers for one eighty, two seventy, yeah. and three sixty for kind of the next next target on the list. Merge Merge Magic, I think Q one, uh, knowing their numbers on on how much. Mar- revenue they, they make yeah. per month. And of course, uh, there's the, the leading star in the category for us, Merge Mansion is, is, uh, is uh, we'll see, 2022 is, is something where we, we think we can challenge it. Yeah, yeah. We're executing fairly fast on, on Merge Mayor. We've got our own differentiated angle and uh, 
it's yeah then it's pumped fuel 150 on on credit line for them is, is a like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pretty pretty big, you know, they're on that super self tap, so they can do pretty yeah. much whatever they they want to do. Um, I wanted to ask, like, how do you? You said differentiate in merge games. So, let's be honest, I do not play merge games. <laughs> Surprise, um, not the uh, not the target audience, but you know, I've I've dabbled, I've dabbled in some of them. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, by dabbled, I mean one session and uninstall. So, uh, how do you? How do you differentiate in this genre? Because it seems like looking from from just from the above, looking at all the games in the genre, they they seem to be aimed mostly towards the same audience. You know, whether it's the Merge Mansions or the Merge Dragons or the uh, the Merge Dragons or even the Merge Mayor, they kind of have the same type of um, audience targeting. So I would say, you know, sixty percent female. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess that's two questions, kind of like what's what's there in the market at this yeah. point and how do you differentiate? Exactly. So, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of uh, merge games with Playrix graphics, 2D, uh, grandma and a daughter and a broken villa. So <laughs> like, I'm not playing these games anymore. Yeah. I think there's enough and there's like the winner of that category is, is, is clear. So I don't think that's kind of a, everyone's kind of, that's the center of the market yeah. trying to go there. I don't think that's going to work too well. Uh, we see, of course, in our Discord community, we've got mm -hmm. yeah some thousands of people actually actively discussing. Damn. This comes as a surprise for the audience, for, mm -hmm. for the kind of 25 to 55-year-old uh, women. I didn't know they're on Discord, but they're active. <laughs> and we see that they're playing multiple merge games. They're discussing them. And, oh, uh, they that's are. Been a nice, that's been a nice insight to, to seeing kind of uh, uh, their thoughts and, and so on. <clears throat> and I think the other... So that's kind of where... There's too many games of Grandma and, and the Broken Villa. Mm -hmm. uh, few are differentiating. We, of course, have our own kind of angle with the 3D pipeline on graphics. We, we think that's going to be kind of a fundamental difference and, and helping us on everything. And I would say under the, the radar, bubbling under, there must be kind of more quality merge games being worked on because the mechanics awesome. Everyone's seeing the engagement. Yeah. And even with the kind of uh, clones or, or so on, Everyone's saying audience engagement is crazy good. They see yeah. nice day one, day seven, yes. day 30. Yeah. So this is the thing that I, gets me excited about Merge, that, that there's audience demand. There's an audience to playing them. Then you just kind of need to find your segments on, on uh, I think, expanding the category. We'll be finding, tapping the different audiences. We've got a lot of guys going at the playrix style audience. Mm -hmm. and that's the older mm -hmm. female demographic. I think there's something with more maybe story and, and hidden object audience. There's something more with casual puzzle mm -hmm. uh, with kind of much more brighter stuff and maybe not a broken villa and, and even, well, even there's hyper casual ones, but I think kind of the, um, the next merge mansions are, are the ones that really like uh, differentiate both on feature sets and, and our kind of audience with merge mayor goes more towards the simulation. I think we're, we're the cityville of merge games. That's no. kind of where we're going at. <laughs> so we can build the on the cityville of merge games going for that. So I'm getting PTSD, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Cityville is, I think that's kind of, that's my, my research into, is there an audience? Cityville 2019, uh, 2009, yeah. December, Not they the added hundred, hundred million <laughs> players in one month. So like, I think there's a lot of casual simulation city builder people out there that yeah. want to play that experience. And that's how you kind of then differentiate. And interesting enough, I, I, I remember EA soft launched their sort of um, city building merge game and they yeah. they just closed it down. 
and you guys keep growing. So that's a, you know. Yeah, they went with, because there's a kind of a division on the merge category, right? There's the isometric, uh-huh. uh, more like simulation uh, one. And then there's this puzzle board or grid, merge grid, with which comes with merge mansion. I, I noticed the EA one with, uh, I think that was more on the merge dragons and the simulation and the isometric one. That's a tough one to kind of, uh, I, I think that might be a different audience. Yeah. They still kind of merge into everything into the merge yeah, genre. Yeah. And, and, and with the, with the big publisher, they, that's, that's what's interesting about the merge genre is, um, the companies that are growing are, are fairly smaller. I mean, of course there's Zynga, there's, um, uh, big fish, but their structure is a little bit different. Like Zynga purchased Graham games that is still a small and nimble studio and is able to grow their game. Same thing with a big fish. Big fish is a sort of like a big publisher and the, uh, Evermerge is more like, a coming out of a smaller studio that I think they acquired. So it's somewhere in, in, um, mm-hmm. in Ukraine or Belarus or yep. you, you name it, like Eastern European, you know, vaguely speaking Eastern Europe, actually like more closer <laughs> to ex Soviet union, but you know, whatever, <laughs> just called Eastern Europe. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's, that's the interesting part. And then kind of seeing like these bigger publishers coming in to emerge and, and going away from it, you know, citing the market, citing this, citing that. And I think it comes from the, uh, from the point that they don't have the patience of growing. Like you've been growing Merge Mayor since when, when was it soft launched? Yeah. Kind of the history of, uh, we were supposed to make the next big idol game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I think that's kind of part of what you just spoke there, that bigger publishers, I think they observe for a while in terms of like potential of a category and, and merge in a way as something that's been observed and it's going to take a while for placing those bets at bigger companies because you've got opportunity cost of yeah. going at new opportunities. And if they don't really like, it doesn't right away seem like a billion dollar market because it's not, it needs to grow there. Yeah. Uh, then um, that's kind of one part, but yeah, so our story, we were about to build the, the next idle game. Of we course. had been looking at the at merge, played merge mansion, figured that it, timing is now let's pivot. Um, we've got some experience with pivots. I went from uh, Facebook casual messenger games into back to the app stores <laughs> direction of the company changed. We even renamed it back then. And, and so we did this pivot, uh, in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took us two months to build kind of the merge basics and get out to the market to test it. I can t- tell there was a fairly big difference on day one, day three. That's the kind of early launch, uh, in get- metrics that you KPIs that you measure. What we saw with the idle village version of the game in May, uh, no, in June, 2020. And in August, at the end of August, uh, 2020, we, we had merge mayor, the same game, same graphics, but merge experience. And, and yeah, there was, I don't know, like a hundred percent increase that they doubled, they doubled day <laughs> one and day three. <laughs> so, so that's interesting part that you said, it took you two months to make the other uh, merge game. And that seems to be the story around the industry. It's, you know, I think you all came yep. and had a, had a webinar of like how to build a successful merge game in, in eight weeks, two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like, this is the, uh, this is the time that it takes. And, and that leads me to a, to an interesting, um, point. If it's so easy to make a merge game and there seem to be merge games coming in, like, you know, almost like, almost like you're merging them Everything. together. Like they're just popping out <laughs> of everywhere. Everybody can make it. You don't have, even have to have a very senior team to make a merge game. The, uh, the early traction is fantastic. Day one is usually very high. Day three tends to be really high. I've heard of, of outrageous day sevens, but not everybody yep. gets there. Why do you think this market is, I mean, 
why do you think like yeah why do you think this market <laughs> is still there if if anybody can make a merge game yeah i think first day first seven day experience of a merge game is something fairly like easy to nail and that's what we got right in the in the two months as well you look at the other ones you have the merge board it's uh there's frozen items that's going to be kind of your first three days of player engagement there's just something i don't know psychological or something about kind of mm. going and cleaning the board you're yeah. just kind of you're obsessed with that just it, like old facebook games they you know like, yeah, yeah you know, true like castlevilles the, and all those like when the whole kind of ftue in in yeah. the kind of leading into that and that's easy to get right because of course like it's easy to, to benchmark and, and do it and um and then that kind of leads to day seven if you get the uh, right amount of balancing with the the kind of progression mm -hmm. of the game mm -hmm. uh and so that's definitely good sign that it works uh now i would say uh, it's going to get tougher by the month or the day as there's more and more and maybe even with better quality um coming out but i yeah your point or, or the question on on that one is going to be then the day 30 day 60 day 90 day 180 it becomes a very different game after that mm -hmm. so i maybe early days of match three with a saga game. Like mm -hmm. 2012, we were making Jelly Splash at Wooga. Yeah. Anything with a matching like mechanic and a saga map, you kind of, Boom. Well, you, you got into the race and things worked and engagement was there and, and monetization as well, because match three is, is good at that. And uh, now I would say we'll, we'll see kind of the, the, the playoffs <laughs> starting yeah. for merge games because you you kind of need to get the data for day ninety. Yeah, but but tell me why why are you able when, to get get into the playoffs and others aren't able? Like yeah yeah like you since, need, since everybody can start like like I just want to understand how yeah. you know what's the uh, what are the key elements so that yeah aspiring investors like like <laughs> like yours truly can pick up the winners in the market <laughs> true yeah i guess that took us almost like from end of august 2020 to april so working on on uh the balancing the tools the whole experience and building that content and i yeah there's kind of like fast ways at, at trying to take a shot at it the kind of the audience engagement and the kind of progression in the game how does it feel what's happening and i have to say kind of it took us a long time almost up to date to build for us like a year after the soft launch going with when you complete missions what is being asked how does the progression uh kind of open up in terms of how much you have items different generators what's kind of the reward there's a lot of polishing uh to that and how it's all kind of played like uh presented to the user because mm -hmm. of course kind of a merge games there's a lot of grinding <laughs> that kind of comes from i guess simulation like yeah that's you need to enjoy grind <laughs> we, we kind of know that's, audience that's, from yeah that's, that's called the game industry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh but i think kind of getting those right it's that's going to take a while and and i think that's where you see the kind of playoffs that if if the content's just stretched mm -hmm. and you're not really like you don't have the capability to to really put on that uh, uh, like quality there. I, I would say Merch Mansion, good example, what they launched with and, and how it took them also kind of like a year since their global launch. There's still big gaps in the game. I mm -hmm. think might've been in in some podcast or, or somewhere where it discussed kind of those points in Merge game when you hit and the next one is kind of like a level gap. Yeah, you, yeah, you like you have to spend and, like a, a three weeks to get the next thing just grinding for XP, yeah. but you've seen Merge Mansion fill those gaps with content, like new areas in the game and how it, 
they're not stretching it. It's kind of not replicating the content. It's not always cleaning leaves. There's actually something interesting with the story and stuff uh, happening when you, when you progress. So that mastering that is almost like match three games, all of that, the modifiers, yeah. the spawners, the kind of level progression, the kind of, you just need matching isn't matching for 2000 level in, in mm -hmm. Candy Crush. No. There's new, new obstacles, blockers, and all of that balancing of, of the whole experience is, is kind of vital to make it work. So, so you're saying they're quite similar to puzzle games where they're deceptively easy yeah. because <laughs> yeah. you can you can get into it. But in order to make a successful puzzle game, and as we know, uh, with Peak being the outlier, pretty much every other puzzle company has gigantic teams where they are optimizing to the uh, to the minor no, no, minor details minor. Oh. Of, of, of their games. So that's one part. So probably the the experience of of optimizing games, especially puzzle games, is is a good is a good indicator of success of the company. So of course you guys uh, you worked at Wuga and back and then you Wuga had the puzzle studio. So so that's uh, that's clear. And the second element that I'm seeing is is you have to have the publishing power because as you're saying, like you're slowly growing and growing and kind of investing more and more, really looking at the paybacks, really looking at the audience trying different type of audiences. So even though it's easy to go out, it's easy to kind of get the first, the first, you know, the first Facebook audience to come in into your game. But how do you expand from that? How do you find uh, new audiences? Like is the, is the publishing element the second important thing? Yeah, that's, well, that's, thanks for helping there. Cause that's actually a, <laughs> one part of the playoffs mm -hmm. or the second kind of uh, uh, second section of it that how, how do you compete? Cause the good numbers, early good numbers, small, small, uh, cohorts that you acquire from Facebook, like our soft launch numbers were phenomenal with that yeah. as well. Uh, cause it just, Facebook just finds you the, the right people very efficiently. Yes. So that's all, all Shout looking, out to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's true that when you start scaling and at the moment, the playoffs on, on merge games, it's kind of like start looking at who's, who's reached over a million installs uh, mm -hmm. and still is able to kind of keep the numbers growing. That's then other part of the game and LTV performance. And then the other comes from kind of your, your, uh, ability on, on the whole UA performance marketing side, because of course these aren't viral games. And at the moment I would say kind of like match three, the soft launch time for dream games or something like that, I guess probably up to a year, mm -hmm. you really need to see the shape of the curve that you've been able to figure the kind of uh, ROAS by six months, mm -hmm. 12 months, which helps you then to set the bids and start scaling. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's going to kind of merge management's already doing it with, with very big budget and, and openly saying that the other like, payback is, is set to fairly long time. And that's kind of squeezing out, I would say anything, if you have something with similar experience, yeah, you mm -hmm. can get it to some amount of players, but really kind of breaking through as then you really need to know your, uh, long-term uh, LTV or, or kind of the day 180s, day yeah. 270s, and be able to compete on that and have the, well, the bank and the, the scale for the publishing to be able to push on it, so. Of course. Let's take a little break and talk about how to boost your live ops. Now, we all know that you need great people and fantastic tools to get the most out of your live games. And I'm sure you got the people part covered, but how fantastic your, your tools truly are. Well, listen, if your game is made with Unity, you need to check out Beamable. Beamable is like an operating system for live games built in Unity. 
B-Mobile simplifies everything from updating your game to selling all those cool in-game items with special offers. And when it comes to live events and competitive features like leaderboards, B-Mobile got you covered. And B-Mobile is not only for your product folks, with visual prefabs for Unity and the ability to keep you all to keep all your server code in C sharp means life is simpler for your programmers, and most importantly, you'll get to the market faster. If much lower cost of development and efficiency of operations is your jam, then Beamable is your toast. Go to beamable.com because Deconstructor of Fun told you so. Tell me about like what kind of so you you guys were out before IDFA deprecation. Uh, yeah. What has been the indication of of IDFA going away? Like, have you shifted more towards Android, and that's where you're testing? Uh, has it impacted your growth rate on iOS? Has it impacted your growth rate overall through the increase of CPM and CPI? Has it decreased your ad revenue? Because I understand ad revenue is also a sizable portion. So, uh, talk to yeah. me about IDFA. <laughs> yeah, that's. Maybe the last thing first, ad revenue. Yeah, unfortunately, did see a, a fairly like decent hit there. Uh, we were um, uh, we were doing fifty fifty first, but now we've uh, we've scaled our ad revenues uh, or scaled the IAP way faster than the ads. So there was a uh, was a hit on that, but uh, uh, and we're still fifty fifty Android iOS pretty much. And I, I kind of think it from another point of view, it's when there's shake in the market and we kind of global launch in April. So for us, this is, we're building for the, for the new world, uh, and scaling in the new world. So for us, it's, it's an opportunity that someone else has way more to lose on iOS Yeah, and we're there to leverage this opportunity and, and take advantage of it. And so I think luckily, of course, this is also casual genre. So you're, we're able to look at the even kind of country level. Rosses and, and kind of it's a mix between Ross campaigns and, and install campaigns. Mm -hmm. So kind of reaching more broader. And I th these are kind of something that help you operate even in the future when there might be like so the you're whole, saying same thing. Because because merge games, like I remember when uh when merge mansion was was popping, like the same way as, as you guys are now, but but that this was a, a while back and I remember um I remember them them talking about that, listen. It doesn't matter what channel we use, we get tremendous traffic. <laughs> like they were just posting <laughs> on the streets of Helsinki that that they are just like dropping any channel and every channel works. And I was I was taking it not not like they were boasting about that, but I was taking it more as as, um, as the um, the game is so widely appealing that it doesn't have to find niche audiences. And, and then I'm thinking about your game. It's kind of the same thing. Like city builders are 50, 50 and the core mechanic is quite appealing. Like, does that help you with the, uh, with the IDFA being deprecated? It doesn't have that big of an effect because of the wide appeal. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think the install campaigns that you're actually able to make those work mm -hmm. that, that you don't need to kind of go and, and just very targeted, very specific, which I would say is probably kind of core game experience uh, or core, core games, uh, UA that, mm -hmm. that you really need to, and you can make it work on that equation. And that, that was the whole thing that performance marketing got so effective because it's able to find those users. And now that a little bit of the data is taken away or the privacy is there, then yeah. you're just yeah shooting at the wider, uh, like with a shotgun and, and trying to make that work. So, yeah. so for us, I, I see there are a lot of opportunity. So shotgun works for, for merge. 
Yeah, that works for merge, I think. Uh, <laughs> and and um, just out of curiosity, like when you're testing your creatives, are you testing them on on Android and then kind of putting them on iOS after the, after they they're performing on Android, or do you have uh, some kind of a specific process there? Uh, testing actually on Facebook uh, and and that's probably both platforms. So Android, of course, gets you more more kind of detailed data, but mm-hmm. uh, we can look at kind of for us, it's. Not yeah, we can look at that on a on a higher level. So I think iOS you can make work when you have a bit more scale. Uh, just kind of had the calls with Facebook, and they mentioned that yeah, like with smaller scale, that privacy things is not going to make it easy mm-hmm. when you have a little bit bigger scale. Even for the testing part, if you can do it at a decent amount of installs, there's kind of these thresholds. Eric, the smart Eric knows uh, all <laughs> about it, and, and I've been educating myself by listening to to you guys talk. So so, but. Uh, but the kind of um, uh, conversion triggers or whatever they send, it's kind of there's some quotas that you uh, thresholds that you, that you need to hit. So what is what does your publishing team look like? Yeah, it's something that we'll get, we're going to grow. Uh, mm-hmm. It's me. It's our marketing director. Yuri comes with experience from Uga, from Popcore, uh, an amazing uh, talent. And we've got data analysts and. And that's kind of the publishing team for now. That's and we are using... Uh, and everybody wears an Abercrombie and Fitch shirt like you do right now, right? Well, that's on the business side, right? <laughs> okay, got it. So it's only for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. the team is 20 people. So mm-hmm. like we're very focused on kind of making like all efforts are... That's our background. That's our kind of, I would say, competitive advantage. Yeah, yeah. The experience on the industry. Uh, you can see on Merge Mayor, it doesn't look like a, a clone there. We've got our 3D pipeline. That's something that's... <laughs> Not as easy necessarily to build the whole casual uh, style and, and the attention to details is, is something that. Uh, yeah, I, w- I was just asking because you know sometimes if like like I'm asking these questions to see if if things are like tapped out, meaning like yeah. <laughs> if it seems like there's too much already, like okay, that's exhausted. Let's see if there are other growth opportunities. But it seems like you're you're very very lean. So you talk about how important it is to create content in these merge games to keep to keep players progressing with relatively the same speed, just like they would do in puzzle games. Like it can't, like yeah. it doesn't work. Like in, back in the days when I played jelly splash in 2000, whatever, 16, I got, stuck. no, it was 2013. Yeah. I got stuck <laughs> for one level and for like a week. Cause you guys like do it so hard. Like that wouldn't work today. <laughs> the same, uh, the same thing kind of applies to merge. Like, you know, you don't have levels, but you need to have that content, keep players progressing. Otherwise they will quit because they're playing multiple merge games at the same time. So with yep. your size of a team that is 20 with publishing and everything, it's still uh, quite small of a team. So I'm assuming yeah, you're growing your team. Yeah, that's kind of uh, big plans. We can talk kind of the future mm-hmm. some uh, soon, Series A, team growth, all of that. But uh, for now, I think there's, uh, luckily, I, I gave my presentation at the uh, Iron Source um, level up. Yeah, I've heard about, about it. yeah about the, the self publishing <laughs> and, and went through a lot of the kind of tools because that, yeah. that's I think one way to leverage kind of and stay ahead of the curve is all the technology that you can that you can you can use nowadays and a lot of the things what used to be built inside in house uh, at companies are now being offered as services. I don't know, like Helsinki definitely is one of the places where talking to Metaplay or or these guys, it's kind of they're offering a service of something that's going to take you 10-person team to build yourself uh, and plenty of other things on the whole kind of everything from UA uh, and, and the whole publishing part. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. kind of democratizing it, it nicely that 
that small teams can take take advantage of those. And this, yeah, there's way more on the UA side, AI, ML driven things that help us not have a army of UA managers tweaking bid levels and whatnot on a daily basis. It's it's kind of trying to, of course, and Facebook and all of these guys are rolling out more automated tools that mm-hmm. you don't need to shuffle creatives. It's AAA uh, campaigns or the automatic ad, app ads and that stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to to grow the team as well as, as we scale. So how much, how, how big of a team do you think is going to be like plus 10 people and, and mostly in, um, mostly in content creation? Yeah, we like series A double the team in 12 months. Okay. Uh, we need uh, like set a target of that, uh, probably publishing any, like that's it's the, the benchmarks we're looking at. How does dream games operate a almost a million dollar game a day? with UA budgets probably in the ballpark of that Two as well. Two million a day. <laughs> how, many, how many people do you need to, uh, for that? How do you leverage te- technology? And, and I think there's small teams that, that are able to operate like massive businesses, and, mm-hmm. and these are the ones to, to learn from and, and look at. So, But in terms of, uh, for us, it's building a portfolio. We've got Merge abstracted into, into a Unity project. We're looking how to, to then build kind of what what we should be thinking now is what's 2022 kind of a merge hit. So we've got something else kind of coming up oh, as well. Nice. And that's a challenge for a, for a small team to, yeah. to focus on two things at the same time. So yeah, of yeah. course, uh, yeah, plenty of challenges as well with the Yeah, but, but those company. are, those are good challenges. Like you have one game that is growing up, growing, and then you're investing into it. And at the same time, you could start a second game if you'd have the resources for it. And, um, and you're, you're out of Berlin. Is it, are you scaling purely in Berlin or are you thinking about other locations? Are you guys fully remote or non-remote at all? Like what's the, uh, what's the, what's the spiel? So yeah, <laughs> nine months I was alone at the office. We were remote due to lockdown in Germany mm-hmm. and, uh, we were just back to the office on Wednesday with the team, a lot of people seeing them for the first time and energy was great. And I think that's kind of what like fully remote on production time was more efficient for us than, than kind of being on site. And I, it's like, we were able to execute a lot and it feels good that, okay, this could be kind of the future, but having seen the energy. And so we're going now for two days at the office. We'll try this, uh, as our model hybrid model that Monday, Friday at the office, Tuesday, to Thursday at, uh, work remote. Mal in die Woche. Right. <laughs> yes, <my> mal die Woche. <laughs> yeah. I, not sure what you're referring to, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we've, um, we'll see how that goes. We're hiring with that in mind, relocation to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's benefits in games business to, to work at the same space. And, and because of the fact that companies in games don't need to be hundreds or thousands of people, you can still have world-class teams in hundred people. So it's, yeah. it's decent to assume that it's efficient to be in one city. I, I agree 100%. I mean, we, we also have a studio in Berlin and we also are focusing on that. Berlin is a, is a great city for, for, to relocate. Um, I wouldn't live plan. there. Yeah, it's 10 years now. There, but, <laughs> but yeah. most people would. A uh, very international city. You can find friends. It's not that expensive. It's of a good size, like a 3 million people. Building a games company, very, mm-hmm. like Helsinki is, is a bloodbath on, on recruiting, I would expect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, yeah, with 20 people, I think we've got 13 or 14 nationalities now. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about kind of, and all of our, our recruiting calls, reaching out, um, like outside of Germany, talking to, to talented game developers. 
a question of would you be okay to relocate to Berlin is like, no, I want to move there. I remember doing the interviews at Digital Chocolate and asking the same about Helsinki and I, yeah, Sweden is great or whatever, Stockholm. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, how bad are the winters? Yeah, yeah, it's not even, it's not even that. It's a, it, I think, I think Berlin is, is just easier for relocation. Like, like the, uh, the culture and the fact that a lot of people are coming from outside Berlin. Like I, I'll give a, we, we have now 17 people in our company, not a single German and we have most of our people in Berlin. And it's like, uh, yeah, that's how international the city is. It's very international. Yeah. It's very but, international. And through that, that means people are coming from somewhere. And because people are coming from somewhere, when you come into a, to a studio in Germany, it is very easy to make friends. And that's eventually what retains you in a city is that you're able to connect. Now, when you come to Finland, no offense, but you ain't going to be invited to no dinner parties. <laughs> like, like Finns are keep, keep to themselves so much that they go on a, like a summer cottage for a month where they don't want to see you during the, the vacation time. Yeah, there's, yeah, no, I have to say in terms of, uh, uh, all the kind of factors of culture, mm -hmm. uh, Nordic healthcare system and all these things, it's kind of, uh, I was positively surprised to see how well things work in Berlin. So 10 years with a family here, yeah. kids in school, things, things that I, we typically appreciate about. Nordic countries and, and systems there, they're actually pretty well organized over here as yeah. well. So a nice combination of, of, uh, of a little bit more world, uh, <laughs> city, yeah. but still with those, uh, like life. Would you say yeah. Berlin is like Helsinki with a flavor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of one part of Finland, like reading, I, I read news about my city in Helsinki yeah. in Sanomat, the, the Helsinki newspaper yeah. on a regular interval. So <laughs> it seems like there's a there's some sort of a spiritual connection there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, no, it's a, it's, it's a great place. It's a, it's a great place for, uh, for growing a games company. So, so that's really cool. And you're, you're thinking one location. I, and I, by the way, I do have to agree 100% that working together in the same space. And that's why we're kind of focusing on one studio as well. Uh, so scaling one studio at a time as well. It's just the energy is totally different. The pace is different. People are talking to each other. Um, I, I have my serious doubts about most of the companies that are saying that they're doing fully remote because what's the difference? There's, then you're just contractors. Like, why do you even hire the person? Just, just contract yeah. them, just outsource your game after, after a while. Like if, if nobody's seeing anybody. So, so I think, Multiple I think that makes models sense. will work for yeah. different companies. Yeah. You kind of need to figure it for yourself yeah. and, and for your company. Oh, uh, you know, it's, um, it is what it is. I, I think, I think your model is, is much more sustainable. And in the end, you create that, that sort of a team spirit and culture, you can't build really a culture through, uh, through zoom calls or hangouts. It's, it's a totally different thing. So now everybody's seeing each other and, and, um, and hanging out, going for lunch and so forth. So yeah. that's a, that's a, it's a big thing because people join game companies, not only to work on a specific game. Uh, they also work, join game companies to work with other people who play games, uh, who have similar type of background and, and, you know, to make friends, to be in a part of a community. And, and that's impossible if you're doing it through, through a zoom call it, it's tougher we've yeah. tried the the nine month uh, lockdown and we tried all kinds of like oh no events on, like, online I've seen, I've yeah. seen when, they're the saddest thing and of course like my <laughs> wife works in a little bit of a bigger company and yeah they're the saddest things we're like hey let's do a cooking class through a zoom like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> or like a wine tasting through zoom that's like a that's like no a, blame like, in trying them yeah. I, I think it's good to try and but yeah. yeah it's good to try it's good to try i mean the easiest thing is to just play online like that works yeah. really well in the gaming company because everybody can just log in and play together. That's what we'd normally do. 
And that's yeah, yeah. probably the, yeah, the best way to hang out. But don't get me on a Zoom cooking class. Like, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So next for you guys is, is really picking up the pace, uh, going through Series A, raising more yep. capital to, to fuel your growth. Yeah, for acceleration, we kind of need uh, – That's this, now it's the time. So yeah. we came out of summer, have all these measured and figured – have a bit of a vision of, of how we kind of approach the genre mm -hmm. and it's going to be calls in September already had a good bunch. And, and I think, uh, then... so, so let me ask you a question. What if, what if, uh, like, cause I do these predictions all the time. What if, what if certain, you know, Israeli company or, or one of the, uh, one of the big boys call you up and say, Hey dude, good work on, on, on this little merge game. Let's, let's add some rocket fuel to this, this little ship and let's go to the moon. <laughs> Like, are you really keen on, is it only going through the, uh, like you want to scale this yourself or are you open for other opportunities? Yeah, I guess we'll talk to have the calls in, mm -hmm. in September. It's, you, you always figure kind of, of self, uh, talk self with everybody build everything yourself and, and just add money or then kind of the partnering parts. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so it is nice to explore, but I think we've gotten grown confidence in our ability to, yeah. to also push on, on kind of self-publishing route it's yeah. been fairly quick learnings on that and and it's about the talent and, and seeing kind of the references there from other companies that small teams going at it and perfect we do think that maybe maybe there's also a somewhere halfway that investors that are actually going to be able to add value on on exactly that not mm -hmm. only capital for strategic for investors well strategic but also i guess some vcs have now a nice nice angle on on being able to help on actual like hands-on stuff so so we'll figure out some, the rocket's ready. It's yeah. already on its way <laughs> Add Yo, fuel. So I understand, I understand the primary thing, like you've been able to prove out so many things and scale so nicely that, that like, I, I hear from you that the primary approach is, is really kind of growing yourself. Uh, you can mm -hmm. see, you can see the growth and you, and basically you only need is capital and, and VCs are, are good at that. Like that's, that's really yeah. what they do. <laughs> Give You're happy to hear the news to grow. Yeah, no, it's it's a that's a nice message for for Series A. Yeah, KPI driven, uh, kind of very very clear to see that this mm -hmm. like we can we can push this much much uh, faster and and further with adding capital and, and yeah, that's all right, Antti. I'll let you out on this final question. What would be your or your your um your message to all the aspiring merge companies, which there are many. And they are now pushing <laughs> through. They've they've gone through their eight weeks boot camp of making a merge game. Mm. What would be your advice now, kind of being a senior in the game and in the playoffs, going towards <laughs> yeah. the finals? <laughs> yeah, classic ice hockey reference. Gretzky, <laughs> don't skate where the puck. We is. lost ninety percent of our audience just now when you when you mentioned skate ice where hockey. the puck is going. Yeah, no. So that's of course the. Yeah. Um, I think. It's a good idea to like everyone who's like quickly done something, mm -hmm. spun it out. I think you learn a lot by doing that. I, I kind of fond memories from digital chocolate, like backtracking or, or re reverse engineering um, uh, Oregon Trail or the mm -hmm. uh, what's the forest Frontierville Frontierville. <laughs> so the learnings that we had with just reverse engineering and, and kind of doing that is, is uh, that's a great way to get started. Mm -hmm. But then the next part is kind of like. Maybe don't get hung up on that one one game and try to fix that. Maybe there's a way to to uh, look at more at 2022 and because 
it's moving at such a speed that when you're building now, you kind of need to think a little bit ahead uh, and, and try to figure what's kind of something that separates you from the rest of the pack. Mm. I would think there's a positive. You'll take a risk, but then again, like, yeah. it, there's no safe way in games to kind of just, oh, yeah, this is going to be a proven formula to, to make it. You need to take the risk. You need to have that vision and just go at it and because, and, yeah. Only so way to win. In a, in, a, in a purely American way, I'm going to reiterate. <laughs> and that is <laughs> understand what works, what doesn't by deconstructing existing merge games. So understand the market really well. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. But once you get that and once you get your core working, differentiate because you're not going to win with small incremental innovations. You have to stand out in the market. Otherwise, you'll get drowned as the, as the market moves so fast. The CPIs are growing. Uh, the bigger are getting bigger and the smaller are dying off. Yeah, playoffs going on. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Going for the cup. All right. Uh, Antti, thank you so much for, for joining. I know you're busy scaling up awesome. scaling up your, your game, scaling up your company. Uh, best of luck. Awesome. Uh, looking thank really you. forward to, to 2022 when Emerge Mayor is, is hitting the, uh, the top five. Yeah, working on, on making predictions happen. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, exactly. Space, so, and um, but and the yeah. merch mania continues. I, it's yeah, nowhere near at its end. So it's going to be crazy <laughs> just, next year. So. Just at the start. And how people can get in contact with you the best? LinkedIn on the at Starberry.games email. I think that's uh, just perfect. It will be in the description videos. of this podcast below. So shout out to Anthe. Shout out to awesome. Starberry. Thank shout you. out to Berlin. And shout out to okay. everybody listening to this podcast. Hope this was uh, this was a learning experience when it comes to merging games. So on that, oh, cool. Thank you, Miska. Thank you. Bye bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. If you like this podcast, please do leave a comment and share the episode. If you want to access the Deconstructor of Fun community with hundreds of senior games folk go to our website and apply to the Slack group. And if you want to get notified of all the new content we have coming out every week, do subscribe to the weekly Deconstructor of Fun newsletter. Finally, do remember, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. Catch you next time.